Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Monday, September 25th, 2023. Larry Johnson joins us now. Before we talk about uh, the Canadian Parliament and President Zelensky honoring uh, an, an ex-SS uh, stormtrooper in the, in the Canadian Parliament, I just want to ask some big picture questions because of some emails that I got before the sun came up this morning from our sure. mutual friend, uh, Ray McGovern. And I know you want to weigh in uh, on this. Uh, why do you think, uh, according to polls, most Americans would support a hot war, not a proxy war, an actual war with Russia? Uh, they've attended too many uh, showings of Top Gun. <laughs> Watch too many Hollywood movies. I mean, candidly, they they have no concept of the kind of devastation the United States would face, uh, because any kind of U.S. military in attack on Russia is going to be reciprocated, and Russia has the ability through submarines and not just not using nuclear tip missiles. They can use conventional explosives, but they can, they can hit uh, every city in the United States if they want. And so the United States, you know, we've lived with this illusion, this uh, fantasy for over 200 years that we can't be attacked. You know, the, the last significant attack in the United States was in the War of 1812. So the United States has never had to deal with the issue of a foreign invading force that's uh, armed and, and killing Americans. The Russians have. And the Russians have done it repeatedly over, you know, three, four hundred years. So the the Russians are accustomed to that. And the United States would be facing some of that same medicine if, if we try to go down this path. It, it's, it's terribly stupid. Can you uh, attribute this uh, consensus among <clears throat> Americans to uh, to the CIA and the propagandists in, in addition to a fortunate history that, uh, so we have no experience with it. Uh, well, I Ray, think it's, our friend Ray McGovern says that Fiona Hill and her buddies in the intelligence community have been beating the drum for this for right. generations. Right. No, that's true. But Fiona Hill and the others, they actually, they come out of Department of Defense. And uh, <clears throat> in fact, I was just reading uh, the new cybersecurity report of the Department of Defense. And 
you know, the United States government has become more active in cyber activities, which includes propaganda, getting onto social media, planting false stories, convincing Americans, as you see many commentators saying, oh, Russia is losing. Ukraine is winning. Uh, Russia is retreating. And, and when that message is constantly repeated throughout a variety of social media, whether it's, you know, Facebook or X, uh, formerly known as Twitter or Instagram or TikTok, it, it starts becoming part of people start saying, yeah, that's that, that's what I believe. In fact, when I've had occasions where I try to tell people the opposite, they look at me like I got three heads. Mm. The CIA's <clears throat> attitude toward President uh, Putin, Larry, would you describe it as hatred? Would you describe it as fear or as something else? I'm not sure there is one agreed upon point of view uh, because, you know, Cy Hirsch has been reporting uh, uh, correctly. There's a split within CIA. So you have some who demonize Putin, that there is nothing good or positive about Putin. He's cast in the same light as uh, Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler, uh, Pol Pot. Uh, nobody will step back and take an objective look at him. But uh, there are a few who try. The problem with that is once the narrative is set, anybody who tries to counter that narrative not only can be shut down, it can, be, can actually be fired or taken off the account or, or shunted aside. So the, there is cancel culture inside the CIA as well. Last week, uh, in the editorial pages of the Wall Street Journal, John Ratcliffe, who was the DNI, the Director of National Intelligence, right. for the last 18 months of President Trump's term in office. And in a, in a different piece, but on our show, Professor Jeffrey Sachs of Columbia University made the following argument. Now, this has to do with COVID. We're not going to get into the virology right, right. of COVID, but, but it's the CIA. They both said the same thing, and that is that the CIA bribed certain analysts who were examining the origins of COVID to change the results of their examination, so as of their research, so as to conform to a preconceived government narrative. Do you have any reason to believe that that happened? And if so, is this standard? Does the CIA bribe its own employees? Judge, you're taking the wrong view on this. We have the best intelligence money can buy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I think I think it's true. It, it, it sound, I, I never experienced that uh, while, while I was there, uh, you know. Boy, I wish I had, you know, <laughs> I wish you I know, McGovern it. said the same thing. Boy, I wish they put that money in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, okay, here we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to pay you to lie. And, and that's a, that's an uh, unfortunate, but uh, um, you know, we've well, seen. It's one, it's one thing I think, and, and correct me if you have a different view for the CIA spin meisters to take raw data and spin it so that the Oval Office hears what they want to hear. It's another thing for CIA management to bribe somebody on an international commission to change the results of their research. Bribe. Well, Take yeah. Cash. There, there have been instances in the past. I was witness indirectly to one 
in which an analyst who had written something about Nelson Mandela was being pressured by Bob Gates, who was then the director of intelligence at CIA, to say the exact opposite. Now, Gates didn't offer him money to change his position, and uh, the analyst, whose first name was John, refused to budge. And, 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 and to the analyst's credit, he resisted the efforts of management. But it sounds like there's a whole different crew of management in now and more political, let's call them politically pliant analysts below. So last week um, when uh, Vladimir Zelensky was uh, here on the East Coast, uh, when he spoke to the General Assembly, <clears throat> a two-thirds of the UN, two-thirds of the seats were empty. Yeah, at least. Uh, af after he spoke right there on the East River, just where the UN uh, is located, uh, President Duda of Poland compared uh, Ukraine to a, a drowning swimmer, so dangerous that lifeguards wouldn't save him because he might pull the lifeguards down. Uh, a pretty, pretty lurid uh, analogy. Right. Uh, when President Zelensky went to D.C., begged Kevin McCarthy to convene a joint session of Congress and let him speak. Speaker McCarthy said, no, you can only speak to us in private, which he did to the House uh, and to the Senate. And then uh, Joe Biden apparently whispered into his ear, you know, we're, we're going to give you these attackums, these longer range uh, artillery. A bad right. week for him, I think, by any objective standard. And yet, let me play for you a clip of him yesterday speaking to the Ukrainian people when he returned from the United States. There is a historic decision by the United States to jointly produce weapons and defense systems, in particular, air defense. This is something that was an absolute fantasy until recently, but it will become a reality. We will make it a reality. I held very important meetings in Washington in Congress, both parties, both houses, and we specifically requested a format of meetings and communication in Congress that would allow for the most detailed conversation. This resulted in more trust, and I heard that support for Ukraine will persist. I heard that support for Ukraine will persist. He, he must have heard it when Chuck Schumer bowed and said, we're in your corner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he, the meetings didn't go that well. For Zelensky, remember he didn't get a joint press conference with uh, Joe Biden either. Right. That said, the United States, you know, through mouthpieces like Jake Sullivan and, and some members of Congress, continued to insist that we're not backing off. And Biden crossed two red lines. Not only did uh, he uh, agree to provide some attackums and you know these air, air tactical um, missiles. That are that had the potential to travel 190 miles. That's something that Biden in the past said was a red line. The reason they didn't want to provide him in the past, they feared it risked expanding the war and that Russia would retaliate and attack the United States. So that's why they didn't do it in the past. Now they're going to do it, which means they're taking a greater risk. Remember, the second thing uh, that came out of that is uh, Biden offered to provide an inspector general now. Uh, well, something the Congress it. wasn't even allowed to vote on when Rand Paul right. and Thomas Massey proposed right. it. Right. Yeah. So th they reversed that in order to, I think, buy uh, some support from Republicans in order to uh, continue funding this war. But uh, Zelensky did not get the, the public uh, adulation that he had received in the past 
right. know, where he was, he got to get kissed by Nancy Pelosi, which I, you know, that may be a human rights violation in my book, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, didn't get the joint uh, session of Congress right. either. Right. And, right. and, and the criticism, the relations with Poland, they, they, they've gotten even rockier since he was here. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, I understand that the president of Poland is the titular head of state. It wasn't the prime minister. I understand that there are Polish elections on October 15th and that Polish farmers are up in arms about Ukrainian uh, grain. And this may have been said for Polish domestic political consumption. But it was a pretty lurid analogy. Oh, really? And he gave oh, yeah. it right outside the UN, either minutes before or minutes after Zelensky was giving this internationally televised address. No, absolutely. And in fact, when Zelensky going back to Ukraine, he stopped off in Poland to give uh, some, uh, you know, pin some medals on some Polish volunteers. Not a single senior Polish uh, pol politician and government figure would meet with him, would be seen in public with him. And so that's what I'm saying. It's th th That wasn't a one-off with Duda. That wasn't just a, a right. staged uh, event at the UN, you know, one time, and then, you know, they're going to go back to business as normal. There's a, there's a real rift that's now developed between Poland and Ukraine, and that's going to have some significant implications for the ability of the United States to continue to arm Ukraine going forward. We're, we're going to take a break in a minute, but one last question about Poland. Is the 101st Airborne still there? Are there still 40,000 American troops training with 90,000 Polish troops at the Polish-Ukraine border? Or uh, are the I Americans back in Germany? I, I don't know if the 101st or the 82nd, but the, the 101st and 82nd are deployed in Poland and Romania. And I think that the total troop count on that, I think, is, is closer to 20,000, not 40,000. But it's still, you've got U.S. You have U.S. troops present, and then we can talk later about the reports that a German, actual Bundeswehr, uh, four guys were killed in a tank inside Ukraine. Wow, we'll get to that in a minute. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, we will talk about the standing ovation for a Nazi SS officer in the Canadian Parliament last week with President Zelensky. In fact, we'll show you a clip of this happening. But first, this. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Lear Capital. You all know that I am a paid spokesperson for Lear Capital because it's the right thing to do because the government is regulating too much and printing too much money and reducing the value of everything you earn and everything you own. And the best hedge against this is gold and silver. That's what I've done. 
I know the folks at Lear. I trust the folks at Lear. I've worked with the folks at Lear. And I use their advice when it comes to my investing in gold and silver. You should do the same. Call them at 800-511-4620 or go to learjudgenap.com. You'll have a very nice conversation with a very knowledgeable person who'll send you literature to read, which you can review with your spouse and your financial advisor. And then you can call them back and decide what you want to do. Why Lear? Lear has 25 years experience and thousands of five-star reviews and a 24-hour risk-free guarantee. And when you have this conversation with the Lear representative, you'll find out if you can qualify for a $15,000 gold bonus. So call Lear now, 800-511-4620 or learjudgenap.com. All right, since a picture is worth a thousand words, let's play this uh, picture. There's an English uh, narration, and then you can tell us who this person is and what the heck was going on. Uh, we're, this is a scene from the Canadian Parliament. It doesn't look like the American uh, Congress. In order to see President Putin, he's on very briefly all the way to the left of your screen at the very beginning of the clip. His speech received at least a dozen standing ovations. There was also one for this man, a 98-year-old Ukrainian-Canadian who fought for Ukrainian independence against the Russians during the Second World War. Yeah. Who, is, who is that Ukrainian-Canadian? And why are people like you and I who know who he is furious at this? Yeah, I think his name is Yaroslav Honka. He was a member of uh, the uh, Waffen SS, but but uh, was set up in uh, Ukraine under the supervision the uh, the Nazi uh, Galater. The Galater was the guy in charge over all Ukraine. His name was von Wachter. They he had recommended Himmler that they, they form an SS uh, uh, battalion, a unit that would operate like the SS does. Now, remember, we're not talking normal German army, the Bundeswehr, the Wehrmacht. We're talking the SS who had to pledge personal loyalty to Adolf Hitler. They had tattoos under their armpits that helped identify them after the war. Uh, so this, this guy was not some run-of-the-mill soldier who was pressed into service. He embraced Adolf Hitler. And then to listen to that obscene, commentary by that reporter that he joined the SS to fight the Russians and you know have no hit no memory of the history of Canada in World War II that Russia the Soviets were an ally of Canada and Britain and the United States and that we were fighting the Nazis for good reason because they were a tyrannical murderous uh, organization Gary run Run the clip again, please. His speech received at least a dozen standing ovations. There was also one for this man, a 98-year-old Ukrainian-Canadian who fought for Ukrainian independence against the Russians during the Second World War. I know Prime Minister Trudeau is a lunatic. Yeah. Uh, I know he's an authoritarian. But why this? Why inject Nazism? into the, the visit of Zelensky to Ottawa. Well, I mean, this is not just Trudeau doing this. Did you see what Boris Johnson did? 
you know, he offered some commentary that it was Ukraine that defeated the Nazis. <laughs> I, you know, and and Johnson, I'm told, wrote a book on Churchill, not a very good book and not very well written. But to have this kind of now re, historical revisionism going on, and it's all being done for one reason. Ukraine is losing the war. The West is desperate to try to figure out how to put some lipstick on this pig. And no matter how much they paint it, it's not going to look any better. Cy Hirsch, uh, whom you and I, and, and I think almost everybody watching us now respects, reports that Russia is <clears throat> producing 170,000 uh, artillery shells a month. 170,000. Mm -hmm. The United States, about 15% of that. Do the math. How much longer is this going to last? Yeah, well, and, and note that the United States is saying that, okay, we're, we're going to be producing 2 million rounds by the end of 2025. Well, Russia's already producing close to 2 million, uh, over 2 million a year. It's probably actually higher, and they're going to be at 4 million. So the United States is never going to catch up. And part of the reason is we don't have the industrial base in this country. It's not like you flip a light switch and the lights come on. You can't just press a button and all of a sudden you got a factory that's churning out these artillery shells. Just getting the basics of the explosives that you need to put inside those shells has been problematic. And still, um, Joe Biden, Jake Sullivan, um, Mrs. Newland uh, want us to believe that Secretary uh, Austin, uh, Tony Blinken, want us to believe that uh, the Ukrainians are marching forward. Uh, and now I'm going to quote uh, Senator Blumenthal of Connecticut, and it may have been Mitt Romney, Senator Romney of um, Utah, the best defense investment we ever made because we're killing Russians and no Americans are dying. Yeah, I don't think they even understand the concept of an investment. An investment is supposed to be something that gives you actually a return on your money that is going to grow in value. This doesn't grow in value. So what We're, this does is this puts Americans at risk. This risks destroying the lives and property of Americans. And to, to so foolishly embrace this. But, you know, we're seeing... I think you may recall the the concept of groupthink. It came out of a uh, of a book written by I think the man who was Irving Janus uh, back in 1971-72, and it's how you get seemingly very smart people, educated people, who will come together and seize upon an idea that's so completely false, so completely out of touch with reality, and you can't do anything to shake them off of that. That's what we're witnessing right now, Judge. Before we uh, part for the day, is there a report uh, this morning uh, of Germans, either civilians or military, uh, killed in Ukraine? Yeah, it came out on. It actually came out on Saturday, and it's been reported. Um, it was, I think, first reported in Germany. It's been picked up in, in both Turkey and India. But the, the Russians hit a leopard tank. When they approached the leopard tank, they recovered. There was one. Uh, survivor saying Nikshishen, Nikshishen, which in German means don't shoot, don't shoot. And it turned out these were not volunteers. These were not mercenaries. These were actual members, the, the, according to the report, of the German army. 
which Ooh. means this would be a you know this brings NATO directly into the conflict. I mean, the wow. the reality is NATO's already directly involved just by the provision of some of the weapon systems that are being used to attack Russian territory. So th that's what I fear we're going to see over the next two or three months is the growing risk that this is going to escalate. It's going to spread beyond just the war, the, the fighting that's going on in the Donetsk, Luhansk Republic, Zaporizhia, that it could very well spread into Poland and uh, maybe Germany. Wow. Bad stuff, but thank you for monitoring it for us, Larry. Thank you for your time. We'll look forward to seeing you on uh, Friday with that youngster, McGovern. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Judge. Thanks for having me. All the best. More as we get it, of course, Phil Giraldi on the latest spying and lying uh, at 3.30 uh, this afternoon and our usual wonderful guests uh, throughout uh, the week. Uh, like, subscribe, tell a friend what we do at Judging Freedom. We look out for your liberty.